Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's good, everybody? Welcome in to the Early Edge and our weekly NFL. This week is week seven. Props extravaganza every single Friday. I bring in three of the absolute very best, and they give you your information to use for yourself. Some weeks we absolutely kill it. Some days we absolutely kill it. Last night, 15 and four at the brand. Now, last week on this show, not our best. We had several check marks, but two and three for Poppy, three and three for Dave, EC. We always pick them up. Hashtag the crew. Let's bring in the stars of the show. And you know, at the start of every show, we give 15 seconds to the person who had the best previous show. So, Proppy is here. EC is here. He tried to push me out of that host chair. Uh-uh. Not going to happen, big boy. And Uncle Dave, obviously here. Dave, you had three check marks. You get our 15 seconds. Start us off. Uh, I, I went 500, and as a show, we were below 500. It's time to get to work. <laughs> That's how you use 15 seconds. All right, so on this show, we've changed it a little bit up this year. We divide it into the kind of props that we're doing and not the game. So we're starting right here, getting right into it. Rushing props. And Proppy, I'm coming right to you, big boy, because when I look, when I look at how the Giants have been playing, I would say there is no opportunity with that team. But I would be remiss that we would have a proportunity. Start us off. You're right, Coach. And if uh, there's some longtime viewers or listeners out there, they will certainly remember this prop. This is something we hammered quite a bit last year. That is Saquon Barkley, a longest rush over 14 and a half yards. Uh, I am shocked this number isn't 15 or 16 and a half. Barkley's eclipsed this in eight consecutive games dating back to last year, including the playoffs of last year. Uh, handled a huge workload last week after returning from that high ankle sprain handled 82% of the running back snaps. That is an elite figure. Uh, gets to face a good matchup against his commander's run defense as well. Second in EPA allowed per rush, 18th in defensive run grade. Uh, one of the th reasons I love Barkley for this category, he has a boom bust run style. What I mean by that is he either picks up a big gain or he usually gets tackled close to the line of scrimmage. He is trying to rip off big, big chunk plays. That's always been sort of his MO and running style. It's reflected if we look at his metrics, like his breakaway yards, one of the league leaders in that category, breakaway yards per game uh, throughout his career, including this season. So I love this spot for Barkley to give us at least a rush of 15 yards this week, coach. All right, great way to start. Matthew says, Coach, it's my favorite hour of the week. Let's go, Reed. Listen to Reed. Hit that 
like button for us. Don't make me scold you like I do every single time. You come in, hit the like button, take the chat down, and just chat, chat, chat away. Now, EC, the chat has your back big time. They're like, he was great hosting. We don't need you, coach. He was better than just the – whoa, 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 Proppy. You just up-thumbed that. I, I, I thumbed his uh, applauding him for doing a great job hosting, never replacing you, you, coach. Wow. You are irreplaceable, coach. But EC did fantastic. <laughs> and Scott you. says, you guys are awesome. Scott, thank you very much. So, EC, it's a bounce back for you. But if I know you like I think I know you, you are here for it. And as I look at my notes – we're going to go with a little under today. Start us off there. Yeah, Coach, it's been a rough one with my NFL props lately. I have stunk. So I did extra research. I changed the method this week. We're going to try five different picks this week, and I'm feeling good about them. Let's start with Gus Edwards, under 46.5 rushing yards at minus 115. So this isn't a bad line considering he's gone over in 406, but now you have Justice Hill and Keaton Mitchell also in the fold. By the way, Detroit has allowed zero running backs over this total thus far this season. And Edwards hasn't been that great. 39th of 53 eligible running backs and missed tackles forced per attempt. He's supposed to be a bruiser, not bruising that much. I think Detroit's defense keeps him in check. I'd play it to under 40. Wow. So you feel like we have like six yards of value with this particular play? I like it. All right. So the big question is, where are you going to make all these plays? We have a ton more coming at you. Well, I can tell you, BetMGM and new BetMGM customers, you can sign up today, right now. Get $200 in bonus bets. Just place your first wager of at least $10, and you'll receive $200 instantly in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome, with bonus code EDGE200. That is bonus code EDGE200. Now, let's move from rushing props over to receiving props. And this week, this is really going to be the bulk, Dave, of where we put our best bets. And whenever you play an under, it's probably a good thing that we haven't even said this name for most of the NFL season. He thinks a lot of himself, but maybe not the rest of the league. Who am I talking about? You're talking about former chief and current New England Patriot, Juju Smith-Schuster. And I'm going to take the under on his longest reception. I found it at 13 and a half at minus 120. You might see it at 11 and a half. I do a sprinkle at 11 and a half, but really you're looking for that higher number. And we're also looking for Juju Smith-Schuster to actually be cleared out of the concussion protocol. We might hear in this hour whether or not that has happened. Obviously, if he doesn't play, you can't even make this ticket. But assuming he does play, I wonder if his role is going to be reduced because last week, Kendrick Bourne was playing in the slot, and he did great. And now he's back. Juju's back. He's been under this number in three games out of five. He literally has two receptions this year with more than 13 yards. He has just four targets this year with over 13 air yards, and he has one count at one reception with 10 yards after the catch, two more with more than five yards after the catch. That's it. He's not explosive. He's not used as an explosive receiver, and he might not even be a big factor in the Patriots' offense anymore. So if he plays, let's take the under 13-and-a-half longest reception. Would you like to go one more with maybe a guy named Romeo Dobbs, perhaps? I would like to. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for asking, Coach. That's really kind of you. I'm going to take Romeo Dobbs over three and a half receptions, and you can find this one at plus money. And I know we had just one catch the last time we saw the Packers play, but I'm banking on the Packers 
backing up their comments this week about spreading the ball around more. And it wasn't long ago when Dobbs was the playmaker for Jordan Love. He had at least four receptions in three of his four three of his first four games this season. Christian Watson's return may have led to some bad decisions for Jordan Love, but two things are going to help. The refocused offensive strategy to keep things spread and simple and a terrible Broncos pass defense. Coach, no one allows a higher catch rate to wide receivers than the Denver Broncos. It's at 75.8%. 75.8% to wide receivers is outrageously high, and it's even higher than that on throws inside of 15 air yards, which is where I expect Dobbs to work in that short and mid-range area. I don't know if he's getting to five catches, but I think he can get four. We're getting plus money. We're taking the over. Dobbs, three and a half receptions. Maybe Jerry Judy wishes he was playing against his defense every single week. Then he wouldn't have to complain and make up excuses and fight with TV analysts every single week. Oh, look what they're saying in the chat. Joe Everett said, if this is a relay team, EC is the anchor. The boat anchor. Yeah, that's like in life. Yeah, it was like. (laughs) Remember tug of war coach and field day? That was me. I was I tried to be the anchor and we would end up in the, the mud pit. All right. Uh, by the way, they're saying, and this is why he said he'd play it down to 40, that your number, because you changed lines, is already already down to 44 and a half on the 46 and a half number. And again, if you're a sports line member, then you would have had these picks hour, two hours, sometimes last night. That's how valuable a sports line membership is. Now, Proppy, let me come back to you. Because the Green Bay Packers have kind of been hit or missed. But for them to really excel, they need their number one wide receiver to play like it. And you like him this week. Who am I talking about? Coach, I don't like him this week. I love him this week. We're talking about Christian Watson going over 52 and a half receiving yards, uh, logged an 83% route participation in week five, which was a very welcome sight coming back from that injury that caused him to miss the first three weeks of the season. Then have the bye week in week six to fully rest up. So I expect Watson to have a full-time role in this Packers offense. He possesses just mouthwatering, jaw-dropping, upside in my opinion his a dot his average depth of target is 20.2 yards this season that ranks first amongst all wide receivers who qualify he has 2.37 yards per route run that is in the top 95 percentile at wide receiver dave talked about the matchup against the broncos 32nd in epa allowed per dropback 32nd in defensive coverage grade. This is a historically bad pass defense who is very vulnerable to speed down the field, which is something Watson possesses. He is drawing targets deep down the field, and they're not just sideline targets. He's getting targeted over the middle of the field uh, deep, which are the most valuable targets in the NFL. So I love this spot for Watson. I think he's going to have a big game. I really like his upside so i'm going to also look to his alt lines to potentially eclipse 100 yards in this fantastic matchup and then i'm going to go over to the tight end one of my favorite players mark andrews go over 52 oh 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 oh, oh, oh. stop right there we'll get back to that in a second we'll get back to that in a second we changed that a little bit that's on me that's on me so hang tight we'll get to that real quick christian watson over three and a half receptions do you like that at all Proppy? Yeah, I do. I prefer because because of his deep A dot, because he's getting those targets so down the field. I prefer his yards because he had a huge monster reception uh, in week five. He can literally clear this number in one reception. So I prefer his yards, but I would definitely lean over on the receptions as well. 
All right. Very, very good. Now we got plenty more to come from the receiving side of things. But if you watched me yesterday on my weekly segment, as I am crushing <laughs> Will Brinson, then you had the Jags last night and you cashed them thanks to me. But if you don't know where that is, CBS Sports app, hit that little tab at the corner, and this is what it looks like. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, I love the chat because sometimes it hurts. A number is hurting us. Sometimes we have a number. BetMGM has Proppy's number in the 52 and a half, but other places have it less than that. So you can shop around. It's okay. It's okay. If you get it at 49.50, that's even better. That's even better. All right, EC, let me come over to you for just one play here because we wondered how healthy Cooper Cup would be when he came back. He looks very, very healthy and back to the guy that we know and love. Do you like him this week? Coach, if this prop doesn't hit, then you know I'm a jinx right now. I got to be honest because this is I, I think this is a bad line. Cooper Cup over 90 and a half receiving yards at minus 120. The Steelers have already given up these lines of 8, 129, and 2 to Brandon Ayuk. 13 catches, 172, and two touchdowns to Devontae Adams. Seven catches, 168 yards, and two touchdowns to Nico Collins. They give up monster games. Cup in two games since he's been back. A 34.4% target share and a nearly a 42% first read share. Heck, I'd recommend that he scores a touchdown as well, but that wasn't on the board when I put this prop together. But since 2021, when he has 90 or more yards, 19 out of the 26 games that he's done that, he scored a touchdown. I think he flies over 100 yards for the third straight game, and I feel really confident about it, Coach. <laughs> I'd be scared if you weren't that confident about it, EC. All right, so Cooper Cup, we can thank a little Puka Nakua, too. A nice little guy on the other side taking some of that attention away. But there's a lot of attention down in Miami, Dave. And when you have as many weapons as the Dolphins have, as Proppy likes to say, there's all you know a lot of there's only so much to go around, but they've lost a running back this week, which could put a lot more on the plate of who Raheem Moster, coach. And they lost a running back the week before that was Devon Achan. And this past game, they lost Chris Brooks. It's looking more and more like Raheem Mostert's gonna have to shoulder the bulk of the workload for the Dolphins. And it's a tough matchup against Miami and it, or against Philadelphia, rather. And I know it's hard to run against Philly, but it's not as hard to catch against Philly. So I'm taking the over in Raheem Mostert's receptions at two and a half. We saw Mostert catch three passes in a blowout win over Carolina last week. That was his third game in his past four with at least three receptions. And that includes the Dolphins' loss at Buffalo. Think game script. Think that they were in a competitive game. And he was splitting reps with Devon Achan then. 
Now, the Eagles' run defense, like I said, it's tough, but it's not as tough against running backs in the passing game. They've allowed an 83.3% catch rate to rushers. That's huge. That's a high number. Four opponents this year have fielded a running back with at least three grabs against the Eagles. So teams playing Philadelphia have figured out, you want to involve your running back? Throw them the football. And I think the Dolphins deserve credit for their offensive creativity, which should in turn lead to some chances for Mostert to contribute in passing situations. This is my favorite prop of the week, and you should be getting it with plus money. Raheem Mostert over two and a half receptions. Wow. And on the other side, I keep calling this next guy that you have kind of one of the toys for Lamar Jackson. Part of the reason their offense has been better. Who am I talking about? You're talking about Zay Flowers, and he's just not one of the toys. He's the best toy in the whole building. (laughs) And I prefer this to not be so juicy. I'm taking the over on his receptions, which is four and a half. And I see it at minus 130, minus 135. But such is life. When you get a great chance to make some money like this, I feel like this is a really good opportunity, even though you've got to lay a little bit extra juice. He has at least five catches in three of his past four games. That's good. My theory with Flowers is that whenever the Ravens running backs aren't efficient, the team turns to him as an extension of the run game. You see his target share shoot up. And that theory's changed a little bit because he was working horizontally over the last maybe or the first four games of the season. The last couple of games, coach, he's starting to work vertically. So you could even look at his yardage prop and take the over on that if you don't want to play the juice on the catches. But I think there's a good chance that he gets five catches. His role is evolving. The route that he runs the most, it's a hitch route. And you see the Lions, they're actually great against wide receivers. Their catch rate allowed against wide receivers is under 65%. That's excellent. But on hitch routes, specifically on hitch routes, they're giving up a catch rate of 81%. So as long as this guy keeps running hitch routes, he's going to work his way to five, six, seven catches. You could even find the alternate on over five and a half catches. That'll be well into the plus section. And I think that that's worth a double sprinkle. (laughs) I love double sprinkles. Are you kidding me? I also think the game script, Dave, is really going to play into this particular play because I think the Lions are my TikTok lock of the week. And so Mm -hmm. I think playing from in front if that's the case don't you agree that at the end of the first half and the end of the game we're just playing soft defense yes yeah I think you'll absolutely see that and I just I don't think the Ravens will be able to use their running backs effectively I don't know when they're going to be able to use their running backs effectively this ties in nicely with the Gus Edwards under that we heard earlier in the show you might be able to parlay the two of them hmm, wow that could work out you're, for you're getting Uncle Dave's stamp of approval that's got to feel I'm good. I'm so proud. I am so honored and so proud. <laughs> and this isn't going to be the only time in this show where he's got the Uncle Dave stamp of approval. Is this Ooh. a thing now? I hope not. It sounds it, it, It's going to be. I love that branding. All right, Proppy, I'm coming back over to you, big boy, because you started to give this out. Because for the last couple of years, this guy's really cashed a lot of ticket for us. So give me this one. And also my favorite name in the NFL, as you know, <laughs> is Double R, baby. Give me those two. Yeah, starting with Mark Andrews, over 52 and a half receiving yards. Andrews has had a quietly solid season for the Ravens. He's stayed healthy, but he's yet to really have a breakout game. He's yet to eclipse 80 receiving yards in a game, something he accomplished five times last year, seven times in the 2021 season. But if we look at his target profile, which is his target share, his air yards, uh, his slot rate, even his yards per out run, all those numbers are very, very strong. So he's a sleeper. 
sleeping giant, in my opinion. What I mean by that is he is due for some positive regression. Talked about that with Tyler Lockett last week. That ended up uh, coming to fruition a bit here. So I love Mark Andrews in this matchup, specifically against the Detroit Lions. Uh, both EC and Dave mentioned this Detroit defense. They are a significant pass funnel. What I mean by that is teams – have a lot of trouble running the football. EC mentioned that running back has an eclipse 43 yards against them. So as a result, teams are opting to go pass heavy against their defense. The path of least resistance, coupled with the fact that you have a very explosive offense on Detroit with Jared Goff leading it, that can also cause uh, the opposing offense to go pass heavy as well. So I love this spot for Mark Andrews. He actually has a deeper A dot than Zay Flowers. He's getting targeted. Deep down the middle of the field, his 82% slot rate is number one amongst all tight ends. So I love Andrews this week, over 52.5 receiving yards. I think he's a great breakout candidate. And then, Coach, you alluded to your favorite name in the NFL, my favorite rookie. We're talking about Rishi Rice going back to the well. I've been riding this guy, beating his drum all season long. I love his chances to go over 35.5 receiving yards. Ray She Rice is third in yards per route run of all players, not just rookies. This guy's underlying stats, his metrics are absolutely phenomenal. He has made a very compelling case to the coaching staff for more playing time, and he's coming off 51% route participation. That was a season high for him last week. And on top of that, Justin Watson is going to be doubtful, eventually ruled out, has yet to practice, who he was uh, getting work from Rice. So Rice's role is going to grow this Looks like a great matchup against the Chargers defense. 30th in EPA allowed per drop back. 29th in defensive coverage grade. So Rishi Rice, his role is on the rise. Has a fantastic matchup as well. I love his chances to go over 35 and a half receiving yards. And this is really the time of the year where quarterbacks start to hone in on the two or three receivers that they really trust. And this guy is starting to get the trust of you know who. Now, Matt says, let me get in front of the question. No, coach, I don't want to do the work. Hey, (laughs) and Proppy is right up here. We say it all the time. It's our full-time job, and we love every single second of it. Thank you, Matt. Now, EC, let me come back over to you, because people might be sleeping on one of the winning streaks that's going on in the AFC West, and it's not – Oh, it's not the Chargers. That's for damn sure. It's not the Broncos. And I'm not even talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm talking about the Las Vegas Raiders starting to win three in a row. And they're running back starting to play hard. I need two more receiving props. Let's start with the Raiders. All right, let's start with Josh Jacobs. Over 20 and a half receiving yards, coach, at minus 115. So Chicago has allowed seven running backs to surpass this number, including five over the last three weeks. And that's because they allow the most receiving yards in the NFL to running backs. Josh Jacobs already averaging more than four catches per game this season, and he's second in target share among running backs at nearly 19%. Now factor in that you're going to have a backup quarterback in either Brian Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell, who's going to be checked down Charlie. Let's go Josh Jacobs over 20 and a half receiving yards. And then finally, I love this one, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, Kyle Pitts over 32 and a half receiving yards at minus 120. So he has 40 or more yards in four of six games, and he has 11 catches on 17 targets in the last two weeks. He's running a route two-thirds of the time in his last two games when lined up in the slot. Well, 
in the slot for Tampa Bay. It's a guy named Christian Izian who has an, giving up an 84% catch rate. And oh, by the way, he's eight inches and 45 pounds smaller than Kyle Pitts. That's not a good formula. Uh, Pitts has a 18.8% uh, target share and 20% first read share in the last two. If the game goes as I expect, Atlanta will need to throw. Kyle Pitts should get above 40 once again. So I absolutely love this play. You know, I am not above listening to anybody when it comes to, I don't know, uh, bringing a losing streak to an end, trying to stop a cold streak. And Scott Tyler has an interesting theory there, EC. He mm -hmm. says EC needs to bring mini coach back to get the train back on the tracks. Is mini coach still back there? Uh, he'll be back in the next break. How about that? See, that's the problem. Many coach hasn't been able to watch. See, thank you, Proppy. That's respect right there. I'm front and center. You bury me behind a football, a coffee mug, a mini helmet. That's why they can't see the winners. My apologies, Proppy. My apologies. Now, Dave, hold tight. You're up next. But we're talking NFL all day, every day, especially at CBS. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you watch the early edge daily, like you should, then you listen to my guys all the time. And there are combo props that they'll tell you is a way to protect the other one, if that makes sense. Dave, you've got two combo props that I cannot wait to hear the explanation for. And one's an over and one's an under, and they're both with running backs that are driving fantasy managers crazy. Let's start with the good. Ramondre Stevenson over 60 and a half rushing and receiving yards at minus 120. And I admit it, I haven't been a big fan of Ramondre this year, but I like his chances to contribute against the Buffalo Bills. He's been over this total in three games, including last week when he left with an injury, came back, and still had 15 touches with a touchdown. The Bills have allowed a running back to gain at least 61 total yards in all but one game this season. Their yards per carry allowed is almost at 6.0. It is not right. And last week was their first outing without starting linebacker Matt Milano. And Saquon Barkley, first game back from injury, eventually knocked them over for nearly 100 total yards. Stevenson remains the Patriots' primary running back, and he's been dominating third down snaps, which means that he could pick up some receiving yards on top of what he does as a runner. I love that bet quite a bit. Ramondre Stevenson over 60 and a half rushing and receiving yards, even at minus 120. And then you've got Rashad White in Tampa. And I like the under of 71 and a half rushing and receiving yards at minus 110. White's been under this in two of his past three games. And honestly, I'm kind of surprised he wasn't under this in all three of his games, even though he's consistently had a lot of touches in the Bucks' offense until last week when he had 10. 10 touches. That's a sign to me that this coaching staff, well, it could be a sign of two things. One, he was up against a tough Lions run defense. Two, mm -hmm. this coaching staff is starting to have it with Rashad White and his ineffective play. Now, look, he's taking on the Falcons. They're not as good of a run defense as the Lions, but they're beefy. 
and White's inability to win on the edges and his O-line's inability to create space between the tackles should lead to another inefficient day running the ball. And the Falcons, their top three in catch rate allowed to running backs. They figure to be on high alert anytime White gets the ball in the passing game. So I think he goes under 71.5 total yards, and I would play it down to under 68.5 total yards as well. And students, there is a perfect explanation of what we tell you all the time in class. There's a lot more ways for the under to come in than the over. Uncle Dave, thank you very much. Now, this name has been around for a minute, and sometimes I even forget what team he is on. But you like him this week, Proppy, and this is your last play of the week. But people can get so much more if they follow you at Sportsline. You're up. Yeah, James Cook, coach, going over on his combination line of 70 and a half combined rushing and receiving yards. When I watch James Cook, he passes the eye test. This guy is uh, an explosive runner. He's a versatile, has a three-down skill set. Uh, I'm befuddled as to why the Bills don't give him uh, more touches. Uh, he's an absolute monster between the 20s. But I loved what I saw last week. I think he's coming on strong. He had a season-best 52% carry share. Uh, so he's been in a three-man committee with Damian Harris and Latavius Murray. Damian Harris suffered a concussion, as we saw primetime last week. He will be out for this game. So it's just going to be Latavius Murray is going to handle the most of the red zone work with Cook working between the 20s. So he's had a great season. If you look at his metrics, he's the running back three in success rate, the running back 13 in yards per route run. Good things happen, in my opinion, or anyone's opinion, when he touches the ball. If you look at his raw numbers, 4.8 yards per carry, 10 yards per, per reception. The guy is extremely productive. In my opinion, it's only a matter of time till the Bills trust him more and more. His role is going to continue to grow. I love his chances to go over 70 and a half rushing and receiving. I prefer the combination line because his ability to contribute as a pass catcher as well. And it also gives you security on the game script. So take his rushing and receiving line here. Don't look back. It's a great spot. I've learned my lesson uh, real quick, Dave. I know you didn't give one out on the show today, but is there any game our girl Erica wants to know that perhaps you're looking at for a field goal prop of any kind? I would consider Graham Gano just because the commanders have allowed a ton of games this year where I think it's every game this year, a kicker has multiple field goals made. And we got, we got cheesed on young way coup last week, by the way, Arthur Smith thinks he's some sort of hot shot when it comes to going forward on fourth downs and he should have really played by the rule book. And if he had coup would have hit on our field goal prop last week. I have no idea what the number is on Graham Gano. But whatever it is, as long as it's not too negative, it's worth taking a chance on, even though it's the Giants offense. All right. Proppy, go. He, he also missed one as well. So obviously if he, he had, also missed one, that's right. If he had made it, he would have cashed. So I agree. I think there's way too many head coaches that are paying attention to Brandon Staley. Stop watching <laughs> Brandon Staley games. He has no idea what he's doing. Oh, look what the last play of the show is. It just happens to be a Brandon Staley coached game. I cannot wait. And I'm very, Dave Proppy, very interested in this particular play. EC, enlighten me. Well, Coach, we're going to have mini coach kind of help me out because I know he's a big Chiefs fan as well. Uh, listen, I'm going Justin Herbert over one and a half touchdown passes at minus 140. Usually I don't like to lay this much juice, but – 
So his first career start, uh, Herbert's was in 2020, was against the Chiefs. He threw one touchdown. Since then, he's thrown three, four, two, three, and two. It's a pretty good formula for success that every time these two teams play is usually a, a shootout of some kind. Herbert's over this in three or five games this, this season. He was not on Monday night. I think he bounces back. Keep it short and sweet. I think the Chargers make it very close, Coach. Uncomfortably close because Justin Herbert has multiple touchdown passes on Sunday. Very interesting because the last game that I watched him play, he had a lot of wide open receivers. Any day, Proppy, that mm-hmm. he couldn't even throw it in the same zip code as no. where they were. He struggled, but I would imagine that a bounce-back game can certainly happen here. And it, the Chiefs' defense has gotten better. Coach, you know this better than anybody. Their yeah. pass rush is strong. Their secondary is getting better. I still think Justin Herbert can find a couple of touchdowns. Okay. I would also agree, Coach, considering uh, the offense just has not looked the same since Mike Williams went down. But this is a great matchup against the Chiefs. We've got a high total, nearly 50 points. The Chiefs pass the ball as much as any team in football. Uh, that causes teams to have a – it just creates a high-scoring environment with an uptick in passing volume. So I expect Justin Herbert, if you look at his projected attempts, it's 39-and-a-half. So certainly he's going to be throwing the football around. And remind me to never bet another Quentin Johnston prop again, Coach. After Monday night, when he had a oh. when he got donutted after because he doesn't know where to how to run the right route, so he will not be catching one of those multiple Justin Herbert touchdowns on Sunday. Interesting, yeah, interesting. Curtis says, Coach, you're wrong. Staley uses analytics to his advantage. You can't chastise someone for being forward thinking if it doesn't work. It never works, Curtis. Do you watch this team play? <laughs> what are you talking about? He literally went for it inside of his 35 two different weeks in a row and somehow survived. I, I dumbest picks ever. Go ahead. I wonder if Staley says something along those wide along those lines before the owner tells him you're fired at the end of this year. <laughs> Some of that but play calling told me to do it, Mr. Spanos. He should have been fired already. I'm just being honest. and I never call for a coach to get fired. But his decision making, I'm all about analytics. But sometimes you got to kick the field goal. Take the points. It's ridiculous. Or punt the football. Sometimes I think he coaches to try to lose his job. It feels like it. It feels like it. Yes, EC. I I got an extra prop, a bonus prop for you, a futures prop. The next coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, Lincoln Riley. Get your bets in now. Interesting. Now, that's in the future. I need to deal with the here and the now. Because just like Dave has your back or Proppy has your back, they don't scare me at all. Justin Herbert stinks, and he will not throw two touchdowns against my team. So, EC, are you in, and I'll give you 140, or are you out? Jake, Snake, hit the music. Oh, it feels so good. And Curtis is still trying to – it does work. What are you talking about? It's a numbers game. Everyone talks about coaches who don't follow analytics than they do, and we call for them to be fired. Curtis, you're just wrong on this one. You're just wrong. So many examples why you're wrong. We're not We're not against analytics. We're against Brandon Staley's use of analytics. Yes, Proppy. It's also not black or white. It's not you follow analytics or you don't follow analytics. He has some inexplicable play calling. He makes some decisions that even coaches that are invested heavily in analytics wouldn't make, which is coach's point. You would never run from your own 34 with a quarterback who banged up his left hand a quarterback sneak. That's just a bad play call. And he did that, and he couldn't hold the ball with his left hand. Just bad play call. 
All right. Now, you know this show is different. I like to ask all my guys, what of the other plays, we're going to leave all the plays up there, do they like? Do they endorse? Do we get the Uncle Dave stamp of approval? That will be on a T-shirt. And I promise you that store will be open one day in 2023 before Christmas. It's the last thing I do. All right, Proppy, let's start with you. Of the other plays, what do you like the most? I like to pick one from both of my guys here. So from Dave, I will selfishly go Rashad White under 71 and a half rushing and receiving yards only because I already put that out on the site oh. and also put it out at 73 and a half yards. So if you're a Sportsline subscriber, uh, and then as far as EC's plays are concerned, I'm so proud of my brother here finally taking an under. Uh, so let's go with the Gus Edwards under 46 and a half rushing yards. I really love both of those plays from Dave and EC. All right, EC, you get a I'm proud of you from Proppy. So who do you like of the other plays? Man, that feels so good. Thank you, Proppy. I like Mark Andrews over 52 and a half. I actually looked into that one, and then I saw Proppy's pick on the site. I was like, nope, can't go there. But I actually think he topped 60 at minimum there. So I really like that. Also, Romeo Dobbs for Dave's pick, over three and a half receptions, was held to one catch last time, and I think I bet him to have over 60 yards. I think he had like one for four, if memory serves me correctly, against the Raiders. I think he bounces back in a big way against a bad Denver pass defense. All right. Uncle Dave, what about you? I'm all in on the Kyle Pitts over receiving prop that EC has. I look at how he's done against zone coverage, and that's what Tampa tends to specialize in. And recently, he's been getting a lot of target volume, win in zone coverage, and he and Ritter on those throws are actually in sync. It actually looks good. It actually looks competent from this Falcons passing game. So not only do I like that one, but a little unpublished prop here, over three and a half catches is plus money for Kyle Pitts. I'd Wait do a, a double sprinkle on that, too. You're going to give something out for free right here on the show. Blasphemy. Blasphemy. About all these props for free, Coach. What are you talking about? You're damn right they are. You're damn right they are. I love it, boys. Well freaking done. Now, we're here every single weekday, twice a day. Don't forget, on Sunday, we are live at noon Eastern time and 7.30 p.m. Eastern time with primetime early edge remember there's not a show there's not a sport there's nothing that we don't cover for you at Sportsline or here on the early edge so with all that being said there's only one thing left to do and i believe you all know what that is you've got your marching orders let's take all of these prop tickets straight to the pay window my tiger level ec Proppy, my man, Uncle Dave, and of course the snake always behind the scenes making the show look like a million bucks we grind for you so we can win with you is truly what we're all about right here at the early edge. Good luck. <laughs>